0: Welcome to Sales Secrets, new shows daily. Subscribe now. Let's move on to talking about Brandon because I'm super excited that you're here. I've heard um, some other podcasts and I've heard your story. And of course, I love entrepreneur stories. I love the come from nothing stories. I love the, you know, kind of scrappy get out there and do it. Um, young entrepreneur story, because I was raised very similarly. We're both from the Midwest, um, in the U S and right. You're, you're from Cleveland area. I'm from the Chicago area. And I had a dad, I heard, I heard your story about your dad and his for sales job and how that transformed your life. And gosh, I wish somebody would have taught me, get a sales job when I was way younger. Now I was in sales way younger, but didn't realize it. Cause my dad made me work in flea markets when I was 10, which is where I think I got my selling chops, but your story, I love your story, Brandon.
1: Yeah. It's an interesting part. You know, and, and for the audience that doesn't know my dad and mom, they worked four jobs, no college degree. Dad ended up getting lucky and getting a tech sales job before really technology was like brand new and he ended up selling for the next decade for the first tech company that uh, went publicly traded called Computer Associates out of New York. I never saw my dad Monday, Sunday through Thursday, Sunday through Friday afternoon. I never saw my dad. He was gone in New York every week, like clockwork for 10 years. The interesting part that I don't share in any book that we I'm looking at my video guys right now, we got to bring up. My, like, I saw our lives transform because he went into sales. But the one thing I never share in any of my books or anything, my dad actually hated sales. So he was stressed out of his mind every year, every quarter about hitting his number. Mm. So like, Mm -hmm. even though I saw our lives transform, I saw how stressed he always was about hitting a number, hitting the new number. How am I going to hit my number? I'm always stressed. I'm always stressed. So it actually like made me not want to go into sales. But then I went into sales. Uh, It was like really weird. My wife always says like, you know, you don't share that in the bucks. And I'm like, well, you know, I I don't know how to really like convey that story. But I think that's that's why outbound selling, that's why building a predictable, repeatable, scalable sales engine is so important that I think that my dad just didn't realize when he was selling, you have to figure out, What's that repeatable, predictable, scalable sales system, sales process, strategies, and secrets that you need to to easily maximize your sales, exceed your targets, no matter what under good times, bad economic crashes, you name it. If you leverage the right systems and strategies and playbooks, you can do anything.
2: Yeah. 100 percent. And I I wonder what if one of the reasons that you haven't shared that story in your book, correct me if I'm wrong, is because consistently, if you go out into the world tomorrow and you do a questionnaire and say, what do you think about salespeople? Let's face it, you're going to have more negative things said to you than positive things right um and i don't know about you guys but i feel my constant mission is spreading the positive word about what sales means so mm. you know your dad was clearly very successful but by telling people that he hated sales maybe maybe that's why you haven't put it in the book because it's just another excuse for people to say well mm. is it really that good
1: yeah and i completely agree i completely agree and and um there's so many stories like just because I've, I've done a few different companies that have absolutely bombed and lost everything I owned and, and barely a few successes to where throughout that journey and then through selling, like I actually got into sales from working at a call center at 15 years old. It was like the it was the first job that I could get the job before that. I was selling ice cream.
0: If you enjoy sales secrets and you'd like to help out the show, go to the Apple podcast app, the purple icon, and give us five stars. And if you haven't yet, please, please go give that a shot. Now back to the show.
1: Hated it. Then I became a janitor of, a, of our elementary school. And like, <laughs> you want to really like reflect on your life and think <laughs> like there's got to be a better way to live life. Become a janitor and scrape the gum and all the nasty shit with a razor blade off of like a thousand student desks. That's when I'm like, I I searched all the yellow pages, found a call center where you can make unlimited commission, $15. It was actually $7 an hour at unlimited commission where you could earn up to like 15 bucks an hour. And uh, the rest was history. That's when I really learned like, oh my gosh, you can talk to anyone you've never talked to before and generate an income generate money out of nowhere it's crazy
0: i'm super i'm super curious because people are um so called reluctant right they they hate picking up the phone and making calls and here you were fearless like i think i'm going to get a job where i'm going to call people like what what motivated that for you to like not have fear over that is it just because scraping the gum was just enough yeah, the dairy, the the ice cream
1: job and the janitor jobs were <laughs> terrible because when you work at the ice cream place, all you do is eat the ice cream and the hot dogs. So oh like, yeah. I've done, like,
2: that. I've done that.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm like, half Thanks. my money is going to the food and then I'm getting unhealthy because I'm eating all this shitty food. Uh, so it was like a double negative in the janitor thing. The reason why I took the janitor job, because for my age at the time, it was the highest paid hourly rate. Okay. It was like, nine or $10 an hour. Wow! Everyone else was paying like six or seven bucks an hour. Uh, and the janitor job. Yeah. was terrible to where the unlimited income and commission thing, like in the yellow pages or the newspaper, I saw it in the newspaper, the plane dealer out of Cleveland, Ohio. If anyone has heard of the plane dealer. And, uh, that's when I was like, I I called them and I had to go into this call center. and, And like, this was back when you could, people were smoking all the time. So like you go to this call center and half the call center is just <laughs> filled with cigarette smoke.
0: Wow. And,
1: and like this is where you had like these old school computers that were a black screen with green text. And people had like the pickup phones and they had the, the phones where like it would sit on your shoulder. Yes. So you could like the phone rest. Like, yeah, the phone ring. Um, so it, that. But it was the best thing that ever happened to me because like, I never cold called or pitched someone like door to door before. And, you know, unfortunately it was like one of those, like call people and, a- and it was asking them for donations. So it was the call center that like, I'm calling on behalf of the chief firefighters, officers of 992, you know, can you please <laughs> donate or the the police association of Westlake, Ohio? Can you donate? And that was crazy, like asking people to donate. You're not giving them any product in return. Uh, It was an awesome eye-opener.
2: I'm interested to know, because obviously that was the roots. That was the beginning of what led you to become uh, a world-renowned sales thought leader. What? And I ask people this on a daily basis who get into sales because I'm a recruiter. What was your main motivator? Was it money? Was it success? What was your main motivator at
1: that point? You know, the the biggest motivator was being in grade school and my mom throwing my my sister Ashley and I into her freaking 1880 broken down Nissan Sentra, you know, with the bumper falling off and driving (laughs) door to door Thursday, Friday, Saturday to every garage sale in the neighborhood. And then when we're driving to the garage sales, like, getting our clothes and, from the garage sale and then our food of like eating out of canned foods from Mark's. My mom would shop at Mark's because they didn't take a credit card. It was the cheapest grocery store. You had to pay cash. I remember
0: like, Mark's, I've been there.
1: Yeah, so, so it was getting made fun of in grade school for having that oversized garage sale clothes and the canned foods and never being able to buy the food in the lunch line. Like there's a lot of shit that a lot of people who've grown up not great have had experience. So throughout that experience, I'm just like, dude, there's got to be a better way to live. Like, I never want to live like this. I never want to go through this again. So that was the foundation of like, I don't know what it is, but I'm not going to live like this. Yeah.